Jason Wall's political editors with us now. Hey, Jason. Afternoon, do you, Heather. Do you go? Do you go along to the sw- uh, swearing in today? The signing. I did. I did go along there in Government House. It was. Uh, I didn't go to the one in 2020 because I. Well, did I? I can't remember. But back in 2017 was the first one, and you know the novelty wears off pretty quickly. It's just a bunch of people reading a, a bunch of words, but it does have obvious significance here. Prime Minister Chris Hipkins is now no longer incoming Prime Minister, but just Prime Minister. You just called him Chris Hipkins. Oh my goodness! Okay. It's going to happen all the time because Chris and Chris—that's what happens. All right, so so they're in. What happens now? I mean, it's got—we've got like eight days before they sit. So are they going to spend the following eight days writing up legislation? Yeah, well, essentially what's going to happen is um, they're going to, what they say, get their ducks in a row, essentially, in terms of what they want to do in the House. We've got um, the first cabinet meeting tomorrow, so that's going to be quite a long one. And as we understand it, there's another one on Wednesday as well. So the reason that Parliament couldn't just go straight to sitting on Tuesday after today and have a cabinet meeting is they actually need things to debate. Actually going in there, just having question time and then being like, okay, well, now what happens next isn't very a good, efficient use of the time. So that's what cabinet is going to be for this week they're going to be doing um just kind of discussing what the agenda is looking at the first 100 days and deciding what it is that the priorities amongst that so it's essentially what they're doing this week and the fighting fire is already on the siggy's tax Indeed, yes. There's a few things that they're fighting on the Siggy's tax front. I mean, that was one of the things that we kind of learnt almost by surprise over the weekend when we learnt that we know that the the foreign buyers tax isn't going to be coming in um, because there's no foreign buyers. They're, they're not reversing the ban on foreign buyers because that was kiboshed by New Zealand first. So they needed something to fill that gap in the money that they're going to get. So in terms of the real details, we don't actually know how they're going to do that in terms of the specifics, but we have had a few details from Chris Hipkins and Nicola Willis, and we're trying to kind of put those together through progressive interviews. Um, And essentially what it is, is the government would have had that, um, or the previous government was moving towards progressively banning people buying cigarettes from people of different ages. Now that's gone, and the money that the government would have lost out on due to the taxes from that cigarette is being helped to pay for the upcoming tax cuts. But according to Luxon, that wasn't actually the motivation behind all of it. So, so the issue is that you know we really appreciate you know there's we, we we don't buy actually some of those component parts, so that's the best way to lower smoking. And as a result, the, the byproduct of that is yes, it might help our our, our fiscals, but it's not the motivation for. So he says it might help the fiscals, but it wasn't their motivation for doing it. It just happens to be a happy little coincidence. Well, I mean, how much are they due to bring in for an extra tax from changing the the, the smoking laws? Well, over the weekend, Nicola Willis said $1.7, $1.8 billion. So over that would what be, period? Oh, well, that's the thing. We, she didn't say over which period. So that's why what I was hoping to have in the mini budget was a little bit more information on this so we could get those exact details because we know that the shortfall is going to be $740 million a year was what they were hoping to raise yeah, I mean, from the foreign buyers tax. Any, it doesn't make any sense to me because I would have thought that the, the attrition rate in smoking – for now, would be quite small. It would just basically be difficulty in access, you know, of ciggies because you're going from 6,000 retailers to 600. So it's just people be like, oh, I can't be naffed. I'll have a vape. But the real impact of the smoking changes would be in, in years to come when whole generations are kept out. That's ages away yet, isn't it? Yeah, well, and, and again, I mean, the fact that we're having to piece these things together through various different stand-ups and interviews isn't yeah. very good. And I think we really need some clarity on just how they're going to do this. Is anybody losing their nut yet about Winston's rules about the changing of the names of the governments, government departments? <laughs> Well, there's been a, there's been a few people, and I, I I'll note that Chris um, Chris Luxon actually I had to make I had to be careful there. You'd think by now I would have got it, but anyway, Chris um, Luxon was talking about that today because 
perhaps pretty predictably, he's facing some criticism over the plans to reorientate government departments' names. So the English comes first, and then Tereo is second. So, you know, apart from, that is apart from Māori, facing organizations, Rangatamariki and um, Tipuni Kokari, which is the Department of Māori Affairs. So um, not changing the name, just changing it so the English name is first. Um, for example, Waka Kotahi will be primarily known as the Ministry of Transport going forward. Um, Tafata Ora will be Health New Zealand, quite a few others. Here's how Luxon described it today. Well, I think Tareo is fantastic. We want to encourage people to use more Tareo across. But what we're saying very clearly uh, with respect to government departments is we want everybody to navigate their government. You know, we've had a public service that actually has had more people added to it, more spending taking place, worse results. And one of the things is we need every New Zealander to understand what those agencies are and what the services they provide are. And I don't think it's a particularly bad point. There'll be more than a few people out there that are you know, trying to figure out what Kainga order is, for example, um, and not really knowing. So having the English name first, and then the Māori name second. I think it's probably, you know, you, you, that's the point that he's making there, and it's, I think, something that Winston was <laughs> driving for quite strongly. Was Winston grumpy today? Winston was grumpy. Here's a little um, here's a little clip of him having a bit of a uh, back and forth with the press pack. We'll see the speed of which TVNZ and RNZ, which are taxed by our own, understand this new message. We'll see that whether these people, with the media and journalists, are they independent? Well, that's not fascinating. I've never seen the evidence of that the last three years. I didn't. I didn't realise you're a member of them. I'm not, yes. I'm not a member of them, yeah. but I'm willing to defend them. You can't defend fifty-five million dollars of bribery. Okay. So no, no, you cannot oh. defend $55 million of bribery. So, Get it very clear. It so all he's, he's makes talking... sense now. I've wondered why he's being so grouchy at the media because he's, he's, he's appealing to the conspiracy theorists to believe that the money, the $55 million, was used to buy off the media. Yeah, it's it's just utter right. garbage. It's just it doesn't make any sense. And the fact that he's peddling this so early on shows that we're in for a, yeah. a fun, fun three years, I would say. Yeah, okay. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate it. Jason Wall's political editor. For more from Heather Duplessis Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.